heartwarming, heartwarming uh, 90s film to recommend to people, sort of. Well, warm my heart then. I remember seeing someone who looked like Brian's twin on America's Most Wanted. First, the wedding of our children. Wedding coordinator? What's a wedding coordinator? We're going to color coordinate with the swans, right? Swans? I have a great idea where we can have this wedding. Where? The steak pit. I don't think you want the word pit on a wedding invitation. 1991's Father of the Bride, which I didn't realize till this viewing is is itself a remake. I was like, oh, they're remaking this. You got some Disney Plus thing with yep. Andy Garcia. And then yep. I was like, oh, this this was a remake. Yeah, it was a remake. <laughs> yeah, the first one was in 1950. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes it kind of makes a lot of it make sense because the premise yeah. of the movie is a man finds out his daughter is getting married and he panics. Yes. That's the premise. That's the premise. A d- person reacts to something for like 90 minutes. <laughs> they used to make movies like this yeah. where where a character, they could snowball one single bad character trait into 90 minutes of mm-hmm. a comedy. You just got to hire a comedic actor like Steve Martin. Yeah. And, you know, have a, a heartwarming screenplay touched by Nancy Myers. Yep. And spend $20 million and you've got the now extinct, ready for it? Middle budget film, film, Ooh. film. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, this is a rare bird. And uh, so this was the next, fi- so if you recall my, my daughter's screening series, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. last time we watched Lightyear. And then this time it's like, we're gonna watch Father of the Bride. And I was like, cool. I haven't seen this. Has she seen this before? No. Okay. I hadn't seen this since I was like a kid. I watched yeah, this when I, I was like seven was or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so now my wife and I split a bottle of wine, Um, but it was pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> the wine know, or the movie? The, the, the Well, but both. The, okay. the, the movie was enjoyable. I gave it three and a half. Um, okay. People say this is one of the, I was looking up like, what, what, how do people feel about this movie? And a lot of people were like, this is the widest film ever. Um, <laughs> and they're not wrong. It's, it's yeah. hard to feel bad for a guy who lives in a house that George, like, such as that George Banks lives in. Um, he seems to have a lot of money. Um, and even when his only daughter drops the bomb on him that he, she's suddenly engaged, you know, it's sort of like, okay, like that's to a really great guy. Yeah. Like, isn't it George Newbern? It is George Newbern. Yes. It's Superman. It's Superman. Come on. Come um, on. And, uh, but I do feel for him though. It's, it's hard for some people to accept change. And especially like in the early nineties, like that's, that's enough to carry a film. Like, Hey, do you like change? Yeah. Tell me about it. Right. My daughter's right. getting married. Like he addresses the, he breaks the fourth wall at the beginning of the film talking about yeah. how, you know, just the whole concept of, of it. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but that's really what the movie is about: adapting to change, letting go, um, kind of advancing to the next stage of your life, uh, not being such a cheap bastard. Uh, right, right. Which right. Steve Martin is for most of the movie. He's just like, oh, I can't believe this cost this much, and then eventually, you know, he lets go and focuses on making the day special and all that shit. So, uh, Steve Martin, of course, is great. Everything he does in this movie is 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 great and uh, charming and 
just what you expect from Steve Martin, especially at this point in his career, which is just like just good, wholesome, like antics, um, yep. you know, a little bit of light physical comedy, uh, a lot of reacting and looking like perplexed uh-huh. and uh, skeptical of things like, okay, like kind of like yeah. a wry, you know, um, Diane Keaton is wonderful in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a film debut, Kimberly Williams mm-hmm. is phenomenal. The daughter, yeah. she's great. She yeah. has, she goes through a whole range of, 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 uh, emotions and, um, ups and downs throughout this movie. Her character has the most range of everybody. Um, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's, it's schmaltzy nineties feel good stuff, but it's pretty welcome, especially, you know, I'm watching it with my two older kids. Um, yeah. The only the only trip the only like trip up or something was like some some line that Steve Martin's character blurts out as he meets the, the fiance and they're about to like he's like I'm gonna we're gonna go for a drive we're gonna show him you know night in the town and he blurts out something like all right well like watch your it's like watch your speed as you're as you're as you're going around those condoms and or something <laughs> and my daughter yeah. was like what's a condom I was like that was that's that that's a woo this fun this, I'm gonna get some more wine. <laughs> and we just sort of move past everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's where you have to Frank Abag- Abagnale the conversation. I totally did. I was like, yeah, I'll get some more chips. Who wants more? Who wants candy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a co-pilot. Um, Martin Short makes a little appearance in here as, uh, as this, you know, hilarious foreign guy named Frank. Yeah. Yeah. And Frank's whole stack. I say, talk like that. And you can't really tell what he says. You can't yeah. really know what he says. It's yeah. just. It's just Martin it's just Short. Silly gibberish, yeah. Yeah. So um I love Martin Short. I love Steve he's, Martin. He's great. But Martin Short's like Martin got Short a direct is, line to my laugh box. He's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Father of the Bride is on Disney Plus right now. Um, there's a sequel to it where there's I believe his daughter has a baby, and then like his wife also has a baby at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a pseudo third film, not really. They wanted to make a third film. Uh, it just never came together. And then like they basically did a 26 minute third film over Zoom uh, for charity or something in 2020. Mm-hmm. And they looped in pretty much the entire original cast, even Kieran yep. Culkin yep. Um, and George Newbern, I believe, is part of was mm-hmm. he in that? I can't remember. I think so. Yep. Uh, Florence Pugh is part of that. Robert mm-hmm. De Niro was in it. Yeah. So was Ben Platt. So, uh, okay. Yeah. But by yeah. the way, I was looking at him in that cause I was like, how old is this guy supposed to be? You know, you know how old yeah, yeah. Ben Platt is? Yeah. He's 29. Is he really? He's 29 years old. Huh. He's younger than we are. Wow. He looks like he's 40. Yeah. I would not have guessed that. He looks like. I have to fact check you on this. Please fact check me. I, cause I'm you are correct. He's 29. Wow. And I'm sorry if he's listening, which I gotta be honest, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I'm sorry, Ben Platt, but you need to take care of yourself because you're looking rough. 29 years old. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Get help. <laughs> okay. um all right uh ben platt more like ben drinking a lot (laughs) 
Well, there goes my uh, any potential projects with Ben yeah, Platt. Yeah, no, me. no collab with Ben Platt. <laughs> Cross that off the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Anyway, um, Father of the Bride was is is pretty solid. So I don't know. Sweet. Yeah. All yeah, right. I'm not gonna bother giving it a star rating because I haven't seen it since yeah. I was twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember watching it like when I was sick or something. Yeah. One of those movies like your parents, I mean, kind of like we just did, like, you know, your parents go, yeah. well, this is, this is something we can all enjoy. And it, yeah. again, doesn't really exist anymore. Family films that are tolerable for the entire viewing audience. Yeah. You know, so. Made with real comedians who. Yeah. Know what they're doing. And, and again, like I didn't mind like the cheaper by the dozen remake because they did interesting stuff, but you're still watching like Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union who are actors, but not like. Like this is Steve Martin. Like yeah. the movie's built around like the, the whole idea is we're going to remake Father of the Bride with Steve Martin. That's what yeah. gets the movie sold. That's what launches the whole premise. Yep. You know, so we're going to make a cheaper by the dozen remake, but we're going to do some like you know racial justice in there. However welcome it is, and however much like they they leverage it the right way, mm-hmm. it's still like that doesn't sell me as much as this would have. Like oh Steve Martin, sure. yeah, 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 sure, yeah, cool. Steve Martin, yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So another nineties film, early nineties film from you. Uh the next karate kid. Focus. Discipline. Courage. They prepared Miyagi to face anything. But nothing can prepare him for the next Karate Kid. Mr. Miyagi is teaching you karate, huh? A little. If I try to kiss you, will you use it? Yeah, the next Karate Kid. Was this 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 is the second Karate Kid film? This is the fourth. Oh my god. So there was there was the Karate Goodness. Kid, the Karate Kid Two, uh-huh. the Karate Kid Three, all starring Ralph Macchio, yeah. and then there was the next Karate Kid. Is this Kid, the one with um um Hillary Swank? Swank? Okay. Yes. So this was like the reboot. It's yeah. like okay, uh, one, two, and three did happen, but now Mr. Miyagi comes to I think Boston and meets a new person. So Pat Morita returns as Mr. Miyagi, is, and is this she, before? Boys don't cry. Mm. Yeah, hold on. This is this is her first theatrical yeah, appearance. I, yeah, I was gonna say I thought this was. Yeah. So this yeah. is 1984. When was Boys Don't Cry? Boys Don't Cry. Sorry, I need 99. to know this. 99. Yep. 99. Really? Yep. Yep. So wow. Hillary Swank was like 21 or something in this. Um. But yeah, so she, uh, so, so yeah, the whole premise is Mr. Miyagi comes from, uh, his home to Boston to, uh, accept some honor that's being bestowed on him for his service during World War II. And while he's in town, he meets up with, um, a woman whose husband he had befriended in in world war two and uh, he's since passed on, but she now lives in Boston with her um, granddaughter and her granddaughter is kind of a troubled young girl who uh, lost her parents. And so she's kind of uh, wayward and Mr. Miyagi sees that he can help her find her way. 
And so, uh, so that's it. Um, couple things. One, um, the setup happens really quickly. First of all, it's like the first time you meet, this is like nineties level dialogue here, um, where she comes home and she's like, you know, got her, her like flannel shirt tied around her waist because she's, you know, a bad girl or whatever. And, and her grandma's like, Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're late. Come back here. And she like goes to the kitchen and like drinks milk from the jug and like puts it back in there or whatever. And, and she's like, stop, stop yelling at me, grandma. You're not my mom. My mom and dad died in a car wreck two years ago and I'm still not over it. Neither are you. And we need to move on with our lives, but you won't let me because I'm in high school and I'm a junior in high school and I don't have any friends. And instead I'm going to go home and to the high school and meet my friend. Who's a hawk that I befriended who broke his wing. (laughs) It's like that's the level of exposition in this in the first the first introduction of this character. And um and, and this all happens in front of Mr. Miyagi, and then the grandma's embarrassed he's, because he's just standing there like oh wow. wow. I came to the wrong house. And uh and, and the grandma's like, I'm sorry you had to see that. And I'm like, like, No, you're not. Yeah. You did it right in front of him. Me too. Like you 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 didn't you didn't make any effort to conceal this, and so she, uh, you know, Hillary Swank. I'm gonna you know, sweep goes, the leg on out of this house and <laughs> get away from this drama. That's right, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So the whole the whole premise here is that she uh, needs some help at school because there's some bullies. Um, one who's really rapey, which is weird for a kids movie. Yeah, and and uh, and then one who's like. I'm a bad boy, but like I'm a good bad boy and like we should we should be friends. And so there's like that character. And then Michael Ironside plays the main villain in the movie. I thought you were going to say he plays another bully. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of. But he he bullies the bullies. And uh, and he's like, do what I say because I'm Michael Ironside. And and so, you know, it's just one of those things. And. And anyway, Mr. Miyagi tries to teach her how to be a better person. And so they go live in a monastery for a while with some of his some of Mr. Miyagi's friends. And uh, she learns valuable lessons like jumping from one rock to another rock and valuable lessons like don't kill cockroaches because all life is sacred and uh, valuable lessons like dance because that's fun and (laughs) children need fun. And so that's the that, you know, so she learns this kind of stuff. Karate doesn't really play much of a role in the movie um, other than, I guess, Mr. Miyagi teaches her some karate. And at the end, she has to fight somebody, but Mm -hmm. eh, not really using any of the techniques necessarily that he taught her more that she had some inborn skill. And her dad taught her karate when he was still alive, um, which is convenient and kind of renders Mr. Miyagi useless. Um, but the whole, the whole point is, you know, it's Mr. Miyagi teaching a a girl how to stand up for herself, how to better herself. And, uh, and just like the hawk who she's befriended with the broken wing, uh, when, when the time is right, the bandage must come off and the bird must fly away. And... It's poetic, don't you think? It's never, no one's ever compared somebody's character growth to a flying bird bird before. Um, And so anyway. It's like a Maya Angelou poem. 
<laughs> I, I know, know why, why the-, the cage bird sings. I yes. know why the hawk breaks wings. <laughs> and I know why the bell ring-a-ding-dings to start the match. <laughs> the karate match. The karate match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, that's the movie. Um, how does it rank with the other Karate Kids? It's obviously the the weakest of all of them. Yeah. It's, got, it's got a really low Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, does it, it? it wasn't well-received. It kind of killed the franchise. Um and yeah, uh Pat Morita seven percent. Seven percent. So Pat Morita would never play Mr. Miyagi again. Um, but luckily for all of us, um Cobra Kai exists. Uh-huh. Um there are some rumors that uh Hillary, Hillary Swank, Swank may make an appearance on the next season of Cobra Kai. She ought to. This is possible. Um, it would certainly tie it in and give this movie some reason to exist beyond just giving us more Miyagi from a sales perspective alone. It's a good idea to at least ask her, you know, right. I'm sure they've asked. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that ask is out there. Um, but at the end of the day, the only thing that you really take out of this is just seeing more of Pat Morita's Mr. Miyagi who, you know, he's just so good in the role and, um, it's fun to watch him and you feel like, Oh, this character should be in every movie because he's awesome. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, look, I gave it two stars. Um, I would almost go up a little bit more just because of the fun that I have watching it because it's not great. Sure. Um, but, but it's not fine. You know, it's just one of those that like, I would watch it again, but only because of its cursory, uh, connection to movies that I do like and, um, and for Pat Morita, but um, but the movie doesn't really do anything that's novel or unique or great. Um, as as '90s family fair goes, it's fine. Like you know, if one day your daughter picks this for her movie night, it's fine. Like you won't, you're not gonna, you're not gonna kill over and die. Um, you will have to get through some really bad exposition, like I I enacted for you, but it's it's fine. And you know, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. And, um, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's, that's all you can say is whatever. I will say this. It's weird. This is a spoiler, but whatever. The movie's from 1994 or whenever. So who cares? Um, at the end of the movie, when she's fighting, she has to fight like the bully, the rapey bully. Mm -hmm. And so she's like going to fight him. And, and the, the Michael Ironside, who's like his teacher, his mentor. Yeah. Literally tells him to murder her. And this is like he's like a coach at the high school and he's telling another high school student to murder another high school student. And it's like, I don't buy any of this, that this would ever happen. Yeah. This is a cartoon. Even in 1994. Even in 1994. This is a cartoon. And clearly this character has some like PTSD held over from a war or something. Vietnam. But but yeah, but he's like he's, you know, she's been punched or something. And he like leans over to his student. He's like finish her and i'm like no kill that girl kill her rip her spine from her body do it now uh, and and i'm like oh my gosh jeez dude um kill but, her. they're you, gonna you know, fire whatever. me this is my third strike <laughs> do yeah, it. pretty much um i really shouldn't be this close to minors I, i've been ordered by a judge not I, to be but i have no right to be here but i can't whatever. i need this job <laughs> 
Um, but you know, anyway, it, it's, it's a fun little watch and it's bad, but in a, like a special kind of nostalgic kind of way. Nice. This is another example of like, I'm assuming a male screenwriter writing for a teenage girl and, and being like, what do they do? And then him just like, like sitting at his typewriter, like, I don't know. They go to the mall, they wear makeup and they have dresses. I don't know. I don't know what a girl does. And like, that's what I imagine. This screenplay was written by like 50 year old dude who had no, had never seen a teenage girl in his life. Yeah. doesn't have a daughter. Isn't married. Has no female friends. Yeah. And will he's will just not like, ask a female for I help. I don't know. What do nineties girls do? They go to the mall. Ah, that's all I know. Why don't you go interview a few of them? No, I, I don't want to, I don't want to ask a woman for her opinion. I also can't be that close to minors. <laughs> But I also can't admit that I need this gig. I, actually, I have I, I have to admit it everywhere I go. Yeah, I, ha- I have to disclose it. But I have to disclose beyond it. my neighborhood. I'm not going to tell anybody this. Yes, um, I have to look at the who the screenwriter is because it says I, Mark Lee. I'm sorry, Mark Lee. You're not a you're not a pedophile. I'm. This is oh. all in good fun. If 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 a child puts this on and says I want to watch it, cool. And if your daughter puts it on and says, I want to watch it, fine. Like it'll teach her to stand up for herself. Great. Cool. Mm. That's great. It's also not going to win any awards for any filmmaking prowess. So eh. I better make sure Ben Platt doesn't have like some sort of like genetic disorder, you know, that that makes, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that makes him look old. I'll have to find that out before I cut that episode. Reverse Benjamin Button. Yeah, reverse yeah. Benjamin Button is just what we all have. Yeah, that's just so. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Dustin. Yep. So that's uh, that's the next Karate Kid, and and the last Karate Kid, really. And well, no, no, Jaden Smith had a Karate Kid with Jackie Chan. Do you know that's the only one I've seen? Get out of this room. <laughs> Dude, I, I think you'd I think you dig Cobra Kai. You should go back and watch the Yeah, I'll probably watch stuff. it at some point. It just it's it's cool. It's gonna take like a concerted effort on my point on my part to go, okay. Here's what I'm doing yeah. this month. I'm gonna watch all this Cobra Kai stuff, all the all the karate kid stuff. And there's like fifty episodes of Cobra Kai now, so Alright, buddy. Alright man. Yeah.